Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Newsgram. Today we're going to open the book, My Father the Captain. It's by Jean Ferdinand Tennis. The story takes place on the tiny island of Beckway. It's about seven square miles and it's located in the Caribbean, just north of Venezuela, near the island of St. Vincent in the Eastern Caribbean. The nation is made up of several small islands that are known as the Grenadines. Beckway is the second largest of the islands, and it is from Beckway Island that the Tanis family originated. Now, Jean originally wrote this book to help trace the roots of the Tanis family, to leave an accurate and true history of their past. But it became quite a bit more as she takes a deeper look into the fascinating life of her father, Alfred, and his younger brother, Isaac. Two men you probably haven't heard of before this, even though they've made significant contributions to history. I've been quite dissatisfied that they have not been honored, and I feel that they should have posthumous awards because what they have done have been overlooked and should not have been. And this is one of the reasons I wrote this book with such passion. And there is plenty of passion in the telling of this story. Her dissatisfaction with the lack of family history was a strong motivator, but this is a tale of universal appeal. And I need to say, telling the story of important people overlooked in history is not only a matter of justice, but it's a way of enriching our understanding of the past, of fostering inclusivity, and it should serve as an inspiration to present and future generations. So in her book, Jean tells the story of the visionary shipbuilder Alfred George Tannis, who not only built a fortune from some very humble beginnings, but he contributed greatly to the success of the Eastern Caribbean during and after World War II. You know, looking back, it's very exciting because he was a determined man. He built the ship himself. As a child, I would go down to the shipyard and see everything, how they built the ship carving the hull of the ship, everything. As a little girl, I went down there, played with the ship and played with the tools and saw how the ship was built, how it went right up to the top and everything. He was a very, very brave man and courageous man. But in spite of all that he made, he remained a humble man. She's talking about her father's first ship, the Amanda T. Don't you just love those visuals? I was imagining playing pirates on the beach, fighting over buried treasure and sailing off to other exotic lands. But I digress. This was a time in history when there just weren't a lot of choices when it came to transportation. To get from one island to the other, they had to have a deep vision to see that it's the only means of transport. And between both brothers, they developed it and accomplished it. Yes, and it was a huge accomplishment. They eventually had several ships. These were tall, multi-masted schooners, doing important work during World War II. More on that in a minute. And speaking of visuals, let me share one of my favorites with you from the book, when the Amanda T. was finally ready to set sail. On this amazing day, all the males of the Tannis clan came out, along with many of the males from the island, and gathered at the ship's site. At the same time, the women were cooking, baking, and singing about the upcoming launch. It was a festive period. Then, a man or two climbed onto the ship with a bottle of wine, strapped it to the bow of the ship, and prayed, asking God's blessing for a safe launch and continued safety for the voyages of the ship and its crew. 
Then they broke the bottle of wine and pronounced, I name this ship the Amanda T. God bless all who sail in you. Then men and women went on opposite sides of the ship, approximately 12 on each side, with axes. They cut down the wooden pillars that had held up the ship as it was being built. Some took hold of long pieces of lumber and others held pieces of rope that were professionally strapped to the ship for the purpose of launching. As a shanty woman began to sing in a loud, melodious voice, Today we are going to launch this ship. The men and women on the rope strapped to the ship responded by pulling and singing, Go, are we go! The keel of the ship, which was sitting on wooden rollers made from the trunks of large trees, began to slide toward the sea. They did this for hours, or sometimes days. There was so much excitement experienced during these festive moments in time, and my father supervised each launching process, making sure the keels of the ships did not slip off the rollers and land in the sand. These ships did all the trade in the islands or on the island. The story goes into my father, who was an ordinary man with a very big vision. And later on in life, this turned out that he was able to help during the World War to do a great job. Yes, the Carpe Diem moment in our tale was when Queen Elizabeth wanted all the British ships used in the war to have steel hulls, which created an opportunity for her father. Not being in the war, he could use his ship to transport oil. While the other steel hull ships had gone to be at war, it left a void and the oil from the island of Trinidad where they extracted the crude oil, there was no way or no ship to transport it to Guyana, British Guyana, where they did the distilling of the oil. And my father saw the opportunity and he used his ship and introduced it to the people who accepted it. And so did many others of the other shipbuilders. But because my father more or less started it, was the one that, you know, got the recognition mainly. Hopefully you were able to get all that. Our connection wasn't that good, so I apologize. As human beings, we set our own limits, and when travel by sea is the only means of transportation, you either rise to the occasion or live content in your surroundings. Alfred and Isaac were not only driven to travel by sea, they were driven to make a difference in the world, to live for something, to have a purpose to seize the moment when opportunity comes knocking. A very brave thing to do. The sea is a dangerous place. It's a friendly place. If you ever get the opportunity to go to the islands, the Grenadines do make an effort to go there because it's a place where everybody goes yachting. But the sea is a friendly place and it's a dangerous place. Depends how you treat it, whether you respect it or you just take it for granted. And we will learn to respect the land and the sea. Yes, perhaps one day I will sail my yacht in the Grenadines. <laughs> you never know. If you enjoy ordinary people doing extraordinary things, then you're definitely going to enjoy this book. It has elements of man versus man and man versus nature. And it's not just historical, but it's also suspenseful. Imagine you're at sea during a terrible storm. You need to take shelter, and you also realize that there are 600 barrels of crude oil in the hull of your ship, with a raging fire in the galley. Read the rest of the story, and you would know why I finished my book by saying, Disappointment is inevitable. 
but discouragement is a choice. No matter how disappointed you get, never become discouraged because we have a God in disappointment. In any situation you are, you must hold on to the hand of God as my father held on to the wheel of that ship. If there was ever a time to look to the heavens, it had to be that one. The book is called My Father the Captain by Jean Fernandanis. The story of two brothers from poor and humble backgrounds who, with vision and determination, become wealthy men, but they never forgot their roots. It's available now wherever you like to shop for books online, and we've put a link to Amazon and Barnes & Noble in the show's description for you. And now we'll do it for this edition of Newsgram from webtalkradio.com. Newsgram.